Welcome back to Beyond the 9 to 5. I'm your host, Letty Hastings, and I'm joined with my co-host, Erica Gossett. In today's episode, we'll be talking about transitions and the upcoming change of seasons from summer to fall. We'll be touching on some of our favorite ways to cope with these major life changes, how we lean into the change, and more. The fall season signifies change and is also a reminder that change is inevitable. The red, orange, and yellow foliage is there to remind us that change can be very scary, but it is also a beautiful thing that is worth celebrating. Hence why we love our fall traditions like apple picking, trick-or-treating, and Thanksgiving dinners. And since I'm so happy, obviously, with the start of fall coming, I just want to kick it off with just a very general question to kind of get us in the mood. What is your favorite thing about fall? (laughs) great question I feel like there's so many different things you know with being in the south for fall you can't really say like the change of leaves because like yeah they look like that year round so (laughs) um I would definitely say that my favorite thing about fall is honestly just like the end of fall pre-winter mostly because of the weather like it finds a kind of like happy medium right before winter hits so like you have to wait for it but it's pretty great Mm -hmm. no especially with those like 100 degree days y'all have been having like i'm sure fall is just you're just counting down the days until the weather cools down 100 percent. yeah i think for me since i used to live in the south and now i'm in colorado which has amazing fall colors i just love being outside honestly it's the perfect time to go hiking it's breezy you can just throw on a light jacket and if you get too hot you can throw it off it's the perfect weather to go hiking or on a walk in and then also just it's just beautiful the aspens when they're yellow it's just so beautiful and uh, i'm just waiting for the leaves to change it gets to be more present outside i think that's like one way to sum it up just like outside good vibes like yeah no complaints (laughs) no complaints because right now in summer it's like you know you want to go outside and you want to be in the lake you want to be like vibing but it's just too hot for that let us know what your favorite fall thing is on our instagram or in the comments we just want to know we're just curious Let's go into our highs and our lows. Letty, would you like to go first? Sure. So my high actually kind of like ties into the work that we do. So today um, I met this girl in my class who was telling me a little bit about how she like wants to grow a brand, start something that has a niche audience. And one of the things that she listed was starting a podcast. And I was like, that's crazy because I have one. Um, So shout out listener. But it was pretty exciting because I really got to see like, not I wouldn't even describe it as having an influence on anyone. I would describe it as genuinely taking action on the things that we talk about and support. Always supporting entrepreneurs and supporting this innovative process of like, you can do it. And that felt great. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I love that. Do you have any lows for the week? It's okay if you don't. Because honestly, that's... Good if you don't. I have don't have a low. But... Like I'm going okay, on a trip tomorrow. Like I'm chilling. You're vibing. You're on vacation mode right now. I love oh, it. One hundred percent. I'm not thinking about anything. <laughs> okay, so I guess for me, a high. The time has come, guys. I got a job offer. Woo! Snaps all around. <laughs> yes, I'm so so excited, and I'm looking forward to it. And that also kind of ties into the overall topic of the episode, as you guys can tell in the title. I think for me, my low is just is just that I got sick last week, so. I'm kind of coming off of that and trying to kind of, you know, do all the things that you need to do when you're sick, drink lots of water, take your vitamins, go outside and just kind of try to move around a little bit and not stay in bed all day long. So that's kind of my low, but honestly, it's fine because I kind of needed the little bed rest just 
just a little. I needed it. Yeah, like your body like had that reset, time to adjust, good break to be able to like detox that out of your system, which I think is like crucial. For sure. Good break, but obviously not like a fun one, but it happens. (laughs) Life happens, guys. Kind of like going off of like that being sick, like it comes with like, what did we accomplish throughout the week or struggle with? Because I know like once you're sick, like it's hard to really feel or notice anything. So like, do you have one? When I get sick, I tend to just like not do anything, which is fine. But um, I was still working from home. So I think an accomplishment for me is that I still, you know, put in some hours, which is good. I still worked on some things and I definitely, you know, had moments where I was more productive and moments where I was less productive. You know, just did a little something for work every single day. And at the end of the week, I had something to show for it. And I'm really proud of that. How about you? No, for sure. For me, I would say, honestly, I had a struggle this week more than anything. And it's just because, like, you know, every time there's a storm, then there's a rainbow. Well, there was, like, a physical storm this time. I tried to go to class, couldn't get to class because of the storm. And the worst part is, I'll be real for you, it really only seemed to affect me. Like, and that sounds really, like, selfish. But, like, you know, when you're just, like, this has to be a simulation because no one else is reacting to anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was crazy. So I missed the first day of class for one of my classes and my professor was like it's totally fine like no big deal but that class involves coding and they went over it on the first day they just decided to apparently and so I came back the second day of class and I was like whoa I have no clue what we're talking about it's a whole new language so I struggled this week trying to figure out this project that I have to get done but I think we're like a-okay now but it was kind of rough there (laughs) yeah unexpected things happen and that's unfortunate that you had to go through that your first week of school and I definitely want to hear more about like your transition from summer summer letty to back to school letty so we'll get more into that later with change it can be noticed physically mentally emotionally all of these things i know sometimes we might feel like there has to be an explanation for this there's no way this is possibly happening right now but with little adjustments or just awareness of patterns and habits it kind of becomes easier to navigate that So today, as we talk about transition and change, I just want to preface that this is more through our personal experiences and our belief system, Um, but I will be talking a little bit about the spirituality, kind of why we go through these emotional changes with these seasons and why it's so important to recognize that. Um, But I will also give you, you know, facts and base it off of science, things that you can also research that I have researched and found that really do support the things that we're saying. So, you know, in middle school, we had to study the moon phases. Do you remember that? Like the lunar cycle? Oh, yeah. I remember waxing, waning. I remember yes. new moon, twilight, new moon. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I had to memorize like the tidal waves and when they come and all of that. And uh, at the time, like I remember just thinking like this is useless and like it makes no sense. It's not something I'm studying. But really, if you kind of like think back to it. So tidal energy is power that's produced by the natural rise and fall at tides. And that's because of the gravity that's connected between the earth sun and moon so that is why there's a change in these lunar cycles because there's this connection between earth sun and moon things are constantly moving there's energy being exchanged and that kind of really does play into an aspect of you can see change physically happening from season to season day to day physically on earth 
there is change in the way the ocean's rising. There's change in, you know, the liabilities that people can have of getting a certain disease or something. Like all of these things are normal for Earth. So they're normal to us emotionally, which means that we also can take time to look back and reflect on why we're not necessarily acting a certain way because, you know, our actions are our own, but why do we feel a certain way and why should we understand that that's really normal for people? I recently read a study and this was from the teaching hospital called Cleveland Clinic in Ohio, but they conducted an experiment with bipolar disorder. So they took about like 17 people, put them in a group and conducted this experiment to see how the lunar cycle affects our mood and our mental health. You know, there's not a lot of research into this kind of stuff. I mean, there's like the science and then there's the spirituality, but this is actually one of the first studies that's really trying to take a look and see if there is this connection that people are saying there is. Um, and so in 2022, their experiment did found that there was these um, repetitive and quick cycles of you know, state of depression and mania found in these um, patients. And they weren't at random, they were synced with the lunar cycle. That comes from the circadian rhythm that you have in humans, which is basically, you know, the adjustment to day versus night, what habit you're doing at what time, like that is a natural process within the body. And that's just the way our behavior acts. When the circadian rhythm is thrown off, then it's going to realign with whatever the energy it's feeling around it is. Um, So I highly encourage people to look into that if that sounds interesting at all, because it's definitely interesting to me. And it's kind of why we're going to talk about what we're talking about today with transition, because it exists in a physical world and it exists in the mental and emotional world. Not enough people really tell you that that's just an expectation. So you're not crazy. That is something that we all experience together. Definitely. That's so interesting. And I definitely need to, you need to send me that study because it's just so interesting to hear about, you know, actual like subjects and that there was a correlation between the natural world around us and these individuals. So like you were saying, we're all just so interconnected. As someone that's about to go through a major life change, you know, it can feel really isolating and really lonely. And I hear you, I feel you. And there are hundreds and thousands of other people that are also going through this. And we, you know, are all interconnected in one way or another as human beings. So it's really important to acknowledge that. And like, there's a lot of uncertainty and anxiety that comes with new things, but you're not the only one going through it. If you're going through it, hit me up on Instagram. (laughs) No, (laughs) we can talk. (laughs) With the change of seasons, the days get shorter. And as Letty was saying, your circadian rhythm is really impacted by daylight can also be a change of your mental well-being and behavior. You know, as it typically gets colder, people tend to stay indoors more. They tend to, you know, want to do cozy things like watch movies and read books and just stay indoors, which is like great. You know, as Letty was saying, the circ- Uh, your circadian rhythm is impacted by the change of seasons and, you know, the days get shorter as it gets colder, typically. And that, you know, is seen through seasonal depression. And I know a lot of individuals in my personal life that deal with that. And it is a real thing. And it is something that is important to highlight. You know, typically in the wintertime, it's darker. You are indoors. You're not going outside as much. And, you know, you tend to fall, people tend to fall into these kind of, you know, really low points. And that is okay. And that it's important that we recognize that with the change of seasons coming soon. Yeah, no, I definitely experienced that myself. I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. And then after that, followed depression and I was prescribed antidepressants. I didn't really take them for long, but I do know, like, it was just hard for me to do like natural things that I were so used to. 
So I can definitely understand like why that's natural to every body. That's why some people don't experience it as seasonal. They experience it every day, mm-hmm. but why sometimes it's actually worse than you imagine it to be. And it's not severe. Like for me, it was never severe, but I would notice that there were worse days than there were others. And kind of going off of that, I think whenever I find myself kind of in a slump, especially when it gets colder out, I try, this is kind of a buzzword that's been going around recently, the word romanticizing your life. And I have problems with that. We both have problems with that. But I guess we kind of view it as more of a mindset shift and we view it as changing a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. And that's kind of what we're going to be referring it to. But if you're familiar with the concept of romanticizing your life, that's basically when you take like very mundane things and you make it glamorous you know like reading a book and in your pajamas is not lame it's glamorous going outside and drinking your cup of coffee by yourself is not lame it's glamorous you know and I feel like there's this whole kind of romanticizing your life trend on TikTok but it really is just a mindset shift you know like it's just um viewing things in a more positive light and kind of living in the now and appreciating the little moments and making those little moments count if that makes sense I think that the more we think about this summer something happened or next year I have something coming it's kind of like you don't slow down and get to enjoy the time where you're supposed to feel cozy and warm and excited for Christmas you know like it's it's a whole season following into another holiday season so I think that it's important to remember that each day should be treated not necessarily the same but with equal positivity and light because having a negative view on life is just going to increase the chances of that depression hitting or even causing seasonal depression because it will be consistent. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to note that typically fall is a season for reflection. There's a huge shift in the world when fall rolls around and and with holidays like Thanksgiving, you know, there's a huge focus on gratitude and gratefulness. And I feel like we can also take those, you know, values and just incorporate that into the whole season. Why not? It's okay to take things a little slowly, especially with summer and just go, 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 activity after activity. It's really weird to kind of hit the brakes and just be like, wow, I have time to actually do things I want to do. And it feels kind of weird. But again, changing that mindset to be really positive and accepting of yourself and gracious to yourself will help this change flow more naturally. Exactly. And I think that like the way you can see that start to come into your life for at least from my college experience is that over summer, I become lazy, I start to control my hours of work, I know what I need to get done, what I don't need to get done. And then I get back to college. And for me, the physical representation of the change and transformation is syllabus week. Mm -hmm. You have one week to get it together because you're new to the class. You will see your professors a couple of times. Like it's a good time to leave a good impression. But after that, you've already committed to it. So you need to remember routine. You need to remember habits. You need to remember specifically what you want out of the semester. And Mm -hmm. I think that can be reflected into people's personal jobs. I know you'll talk on it, especially is that you'll be new to the job, learning new things. There's room for errors. There's room for growth. But You're just expected to feel as if the routine is the same every day. Whereas like, you know, in syllabus week, it's okay if there's mistakes then or you have questions or you're allowed to essentially feel a community space. Whereas in college, you can get with your classes sucked into individual space pretty quick. Mm -hmm. 
And your personal lives might change as well. You know, your relationships could possibly change, your family dynamics could possibly change, and also your interests could possibly change as well. You know, summer allows people to go outside and just kind of be around people and be in large groups, and that's kind of normalized, I guess. I found myself this summer going to so many different events and activities, and I I also kind of noticed that there's a lot of concerts in the summer, right? But then in the fall and winter, there's like no one's on tour, like nothing's happening really. So, you know, your interests and also your friendship dynamics can also change. For me, it's a little bit weird because all my friends are kind of gone. They have moved home, they've moved elsewhere, and my friendship dynamics are definitely weird right now. Not weird in a bad way, but they're just different. And I'm just very used to like September rolling around and I'm like, yes, all my friends are back. Let's go. Like, let's go celebrate. Let's go have fun. And now it's like really weird because I'm like, oh, there's like, my friends are not here and I have to like, you know, seek out new friendships, which totally fine with. And we have to talk about another episode for sure and kind of realign my life for the slower pace of fall and winter. But with that, I think it's like also important to acknowledge that you're never going to get like a break from change. Like if it's a flaw you have that you personally think is a flaw, because remember, that's not how people always perceive you. Um, But if it's like something that you think is a habit that you just can't break or something like opportunities will always come, but change is always good. If you think about it, I mean, it might suck and be bad in the moment, but more long term. It is for the greater good, for yourself specifically. And you can see change all around you, whether or not it's going back to a job or going back to classes or even getting a new boyfriend or girlfriend. I think the main thing to acknowledge is that change literally happens pretty much every single second of the day. You add something new spontaneously. That's change to your schedule and your routine. You decide to go to bed early. That's change to your routine. Or decide not to work on something. That's change to tomorrow's routine. So you might not acknowledge it as a major change because it's not something that's shifting your perspective or putting you in a situation that you have not experienced before. But with that, you always grow from it, essentially. Like specifically with that point about putting something off for the next day, like you might learn the next day, can't do that again. That was not a smart decision. I need to actually remember to do that on time this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so having that experience does help you grow. So no matter what change works for the long term, and you might get a result that's different than you expect. And I think that's something that people should realize is like, you should not always expect success out of change. Success really only comes from failure. And Mm -hmm. That's like a hard pill to swallow for myself. I am afraid of failure constantly all the time, but I try to make changes to adjust that feeling, to adjust that result. And so that's one way that you should try to approach change is knowing that long-term there is a goal. You might not see it, but physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you think of it, you'll actually see a result out of it. Mm -hmm. I love that mindset. And that's definitely something that I need to take, you know, and internalize. And that early 20s mindset for people who came right out of high school or like you post-grad or even going back for uh, graduate school. Like we have some friends that are doing that right now. Like you might have been used to being at the top of your class or being, you know, top of your career. But at the end of the day, that's not possible for everyone. And You just kind of have to go with the flow of it and accept that because, again, you cannot change a flaw. You cannot change that routine without accepting it, loving it, and seeing that there is progress going to come from it. 
I think especially with my situation right now, my new job is so, so exciting and I, but there also comes a lot of anxiety and nerves and I've just had a lot of that on my chest at the moment. Like I just have felt, oh my God, what if I don't do well? I'm going to be fine. I'll, I'm just being dramatic <laughs> also. I'm being dramatic. Um, but there are some things that I've been kind of doing to kind of prepare myself for the change because I haven't officially started yet. I know that as the date comes closer, I'm just going to feel more and more anxious. And I'm going to share some things that I've been doing to kind of help me with calming my mind and just telling myself that it will all be okay. (laughs) So first what I did was I made a list of present tense manifestations. So I like to do this every once in a while. Like I don't do it like a lot, but I do it every once in a while. And I did it in high school and it's crazy because I'm sure if I look back at that notebook, a lot of that, if not all of it, has manifested itself into my life. It's like crazy because I know a lot of people are like, woo woo, like manifestation, it doesn't work. But you know, take it as you will. Like I think that it works. I view it as like kind of a reflection exercise as well. And with this new change, I'm telling myself, I love my work. I am successful. I, I'm meant to be here. That's the main thing. I'm meant to be here is what I need to be telling myself because there's a lot of imposter syndrome that's kind of bubbling up right now. And I think it's really important to say all of your manifestations in present tense because honestly, it's just way more effective. So I did some of that a couple nights ago. It's been helping me deal with that change. And then also I really leaned on my support group. So my friends and my family, and I just really look to them for advice and for support and a lot of my friends that are in nine to five jobs have you know been giving me advice and have been telling me kind of preparing me for what it's going to be like because there is such a shift in routine and I have to commute every single day. There's just going to be a lot of changes and just reaching out to my support group and being honest with what my fears are and what I'm anxious about has really helped to calm my mind because they give me either like really practical advice that I'll use or they just support me emotionally. And I felt that that's been one of the things that has calmed me down the most. That's really cool. No, I definitely think the present tense manifestation is a big deal. Whether or not you believe in it, truthfully, when you speak something personal about yourself, it will become in existence because whether or not you believe that about yourself, someone else might say that you said that and then that that therefore has become actual ideology or belief. So mm-hmm. you truly do speak things into existence. You do. I would say if you're skeptical about it, just try it. Just like humor us, please. Just humor (laughs) us. Be real with us. If you're like, that was not it, like we're open. Like we're cool. (laughs) It's no big deal. We just are curious. We want to conduct our own little experiment. Oh, for sure. For sure. If you try it out, let us know on our Instagram. We'll try to respond to a lot of messages and just kind of talk with you guys because we really want to focus on building a community and just kind of creating a safe space for people to share their feelings and kind of bounce back ideas on how to deal with things. So yeah, follow us on Instagram. That will all be linked down below. So when I deal with change, I, I'll i be honest, like change is something that I've just kind of like been used to. I hate it sometimes, but I'm just, I'm used to change in work. I'm not personalized, not necessarily, but change in work, I've always kind of just adjusted to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I've kind of built these skills and habits for a while now, and I do think that they do work. One of the things that I do is I do daily acknowledgements. 
So that could be about my intention for the day or something that's coming and like acknowledging that it's happening. But I actually do it on a more personal scale of saying, I acknowledge how great my eyes are because they give me the ability to see. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge that while I might be in pain right now from leg day, I'm so blessed and so fortunate to be able to walk around campus, to be able Mm -hmm. to get to where I need to be on time. I like to acknowledge the littlest things about myself because as we're talking about change, you know, there's change in the way you might look or feel and there's no reason to hate any part of that of yourself. It's you're growing, you're, especially in our early 20s, we are growing into our bodies. And I look back on photos of myself of like 2019. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so skinny. But that was a teenager's body. Like, Mm -hmm. that is not a grown woman. And so I think there's a reason to also acknowledge the fact that like, there's little things about you that you should just be grateful to have. Because we are so fortunate to be able to treat our bodies like a temple. And that's another thing I really believe in is really acknowledging the fact that like my body is a host for my spirit, my soul, my mind. And Mm -hmm. that's a pretty big thing because once you get that out of the way, you're past your own ego. And once you're past the ego, you start to really love and appreciate yourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I definitely say that daily acknowledgements, if you haven't tried it yet, try just thinking something about your body or something you're grateful for about your personality and just see where that gets you and try to notice when you start to use that part of your body or that personality trait of yours around other people. Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing that I do is I read a lot of self-help books. Um, And so when I say self-help, it's not even necessarily like the things of like finances or how to declutter whatever. Like I read self-healing books that are helpful to myself. Um, So a couple of like shameless plugs that I'll shout out are The Power of Now. If you've never read it, you have to get it. It is is essential. Um, So it's uh, The Power of Now is written by Edgar Tolde. And he put it, honestly, when you read the book, like you might have to reread parts of it over and over because the chapters are really long and really dense. But he really talks about something that I just mentioned of separating the ego from the mind. They are two completely different things. The ego takes over your body. It's what controls those feelings of when you're like, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm mad. That's not it. That's your ego speaking. Because in reality, you do choose your feelings. And I I know that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow because for the longest time, it's like you're just physically reacting to it. But now if you think about it, there's like a whole feelings chart out there that you can use besides I'm angry, I'm sad, like that will help narrow down why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And that separates from that one direct feeling that you only know into why am I feeling this? What is the pattern? What is the habit? So The Power of Now is a great book. There's a journal that comes with it that also does allow you to like dive into yourself. Recommend The Four Agreements. So Erica actually put me onto that book. Yes, I did. And it was probably the best thing that because she's dead for me so far out of the many things um because that book really helps talk about you know when someone puts a personal attack on you or like says something horrific or offensive like it helps you understand that that is not personal to you that is personal to the person that is acting upon you um there are things where you're just like you want to blame someone for something but the reality of it is, is that's something personal happening in their lives that does not affect you it is something they've been through today so if you work in customer service i highly recommend because it really does help you break down that pattern of like these people are harassing me all of the time like i worked in customer service previously i experienced that and the four agreements really helped me realize like it does not affect me 
long-term, so it should not matter now. Um, so those are two books that I highly recommend. Um, also, GPS for Success by Kareem Ellis. That really talks about how to make change right now. And there's also like a journal in the book. Um, so definitely reading self-healing books really helps me get through change because that's always where I start to feel like I'm in a rut. And then I do like mental health check-ins with myself. And I feel like a lot of people do that of like thinking, am I sad or am I mad right now? My mental health check-ins are a little bit different only in the sense of like, I check in on things that should probably be common sense. Did I eat today? Probably not. Like uh, the first week <laughs> of school, I basically forgot to eat like several days, not straight, but like I would eat dinner, you know, but like I would forget. Like these are like mm-hmm. little things that affect my mental health on the long term and it affects happens. my body, affects yeah. all of that. And, you know, there are moments where you can't control that. But at the same time, like why should I just focus on I'm feeling sad for this entire month when I could really think about day by day, is this going to affect me? Am I okay? Am I behind on something? Am I feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed? And if so, what do I do? And, you know, in our last episode, we talked about habits and that is how I get to my habits is by understanding what my body or mind needs right now. And so as you go through change, like the best thing you can do for yourself is take time to reflect on, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I would like to feel. And then use that habit forming routine and formula to get you there. Yeah, I love that. And especially the topic about really understanding your feelings, like you can kind of understand what situations make me feel this way and how best can I cope with it. And that's kind of what, you know, we've dealt with for all of our lives. Like we have gone through such a growth and growth process of understanding our emotions and how to handle it. Because I will say like when I was younger, oh my God, I was the worst at like understanding how I felt and why I felt it. It was so hard for me to kind of understand the concept of handling and dealing with emotions because I would I would do it in such an unproductive way. So I think going through those, you know, major life changes can drum up a lot of different feelings and understanding it, acknowledging it, and then like you said, Letty, doing something about it is probably the best way to go about any type of life change coming your way. Exactly. And I do think it's also important to like address in this moment to people out there who might feel like that doesn't apply to them. And I'm going to be real with you guys. Like I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm not telling you to go to therapy. I'm not telling you how to deal with your emotions. Your emotions and your feelings are valid. But in that sense, I've had people tell me I never, ever cry. Like I get upset. I get mad. I get frustrated, but I don't ever cry. And then when they cry, they're all like, oh my gosh, like this is like life changing. Like I can't believe this happened to me. Like it felt good, but also like that's not okay for me. I wasn't raised that way. I was raised with being allowed to express my emotions. I mean, not in tantrums, but my family was comfortable with me. But at the same time, somehow I turned out to be like, no, I'm shut down. I don't know how to have emotions. And I cry, but like, it's not the same as being able to identify why. Mm -hmm. So while I'm not telling people to go out and start crying and like try to force themselves to face these emotions head on, like know that in private, you should at least feel secure in a safe place with yourself to know what you're feeling. Those feelings are valid. I completely understand anyone who would not want to share that with anyone or the world, um, especially because it is difficult when you're experiencing change to tell someone new or tell someone when there's something different going on with you, when you've set this experiment of like, I am doing this and this is how I should feel because this is how my life looks. Um, But the truth of the matter is, is we all go through some sort of emotional transformation as we are in our early 20s to our 30s. And that's completely normal. So the more you push down those emotions and you say like this is not a feeling I'm having like you're gonna do a little bit of long-term damage of the way you react to family the way you react to friends and it's 
up to you how you want to handle that. But to those out there who are feeling like, oh, I just don't have time to process the emotions, like just sit with them, try to let them go, notice Mm -hmm. that they're there, not necessarily journal it out if you don't want to even like put it on paper. No one's blaming you. But when you acknowledge that they're there is just a thought, then you don't lean on that and be like, oh, I'm angry throughout the entire day. It's like, no, I'm angry. What am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. How do I get over that? It's fast and it's quick and you might feel that the next day but you start to build that habit of like okay check in how am I feeling what do I need to do yeah and that can be kind of scary because with that check-in comes accountability you know it's hard (laughs) it's hard to be accountable for yourself and to look yourself in the eye and be like this is not okay you know sitting with your feelings can be really hard at first but trust me as you become used to it and you kind of learn to recognize it, it definitely pays off in the long run. You never want to mute how you feel because that is just a part of your body, whether it's physical or emotional, that's trying to get out of you. I mean, when I get like really sad, it's because I haven't moved my body. Like I just need to go work out and then I feel 10 times lighter. So mm-hmm. it, it could even be like, not. it's not even like you're like, oh, I'm just going to lay in bed all day because I'm kind of pissed. I don't want to make anyone else pissed off or any of that. It's just like, hey, I'm pissed. What am I going to do about it? Like get up, do something, and then like get over it. You know, it's not this whole process of like, sit down, have an emotional breakdown, analyze all of it. It's just learn that that's a pattern for you and learn how you want to change it. Mm -hmm. All that is so good. And also just talking with you and having this conversation is just a reminder to myself that, you know, sometimes you can fall off of that inner work, you know, and I feel like it's inspiring me to kind of sit back and do some of that journaling, do maybe read a couple self-healing books, you know, work on that inner part of me in this upcoming change of season to fall. So next, let's talk about law of attraction and change. So Kind of like I've mentioned this, and I probably will continuously mention it, I'm sorry, like it's something I currently work on, is my control freak level. And for me, like it's not even in work, it's literally my personal life where I want to be in control all of the time. And so, you know, when change comes, I lose control a little bit. So one of the things for me is like, I... I wouldn't even say I expect or manifest, like none of that. I just think that like a relationship is coming my way or a new friend is coming my way or something like, and then when I say that and I don't define necessarily what I'm looking for or what I should be putting into that, then all of a sudden it becomes like a letdown to me. The standard drops. So one of the things that I have to constantly remind myself is like, whether or not you believe that the universe holds something for you in the future and you can count and believe on that as a driving factor or if you believe that you have to take these actionable steps to get somewhere for a result at the end of the day the result that's best for you will appear and that comes through experiments of is this person the right person for you or is this the right job or degree like kind of like I talked about earlier with my career I thought marketing was for me not for me I'm now in a different major and so it took time but I've never felt more confident in what I'm doing and so there's this feeling of like I'm lost I'm lost I'm lost I'm lost but with time I actually feel like my life is at a peak right now I wouldn't say it's gonna go downhill anytime soon I wouldn't say that I could see that happening I know that I'm just going to grow and evolve even more but I had to wait about three to four years to get to where I wanted to be to feel as secure in who I am and realize that I can just let go that things are coming to me love life personal life career life all of that like there is no need to chase anything when in reality it will all play out going off of that one thing that I've learned is just the power of letting go 
And it's hard because I'm a control freak. And I actually, it's funny because I talk a little bit about how change upsets me in my most recent YouTube video. So if you want to look at that and see that, go check it out. I think with this new opportunity, it's funny because like I was, you know, after graduation, I was looking around at jobs. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let go, apply to things that interest me. I'm not going to apply to like thousands and thousands of jobs. I know like a lot of people do that and props to you, but I was like, I'm going to wait and I'm going to let go and just kind of let things be and sit in peace. And I just applied to things that only interest me that really drew my attention and that I was really passionate about. And I think there's a certain type of discipline that comes with letting go, ironically enough. And something that I still struggle with, like, oh my god, I do still struggle (laughs) with it. But I think I'm a strong believer that things will come your way for a reason and that things happen for a reason. And the timing is, timing is everything too. Letting go is so powerful. And it's really hard, but the outcomes are definitely worth it. Looking no, back. for sure. I think that anytime you have to let go, like you're closing a door on something, and especially if it's been a or long it chapter. Feels, it feels like you're closing a door on something, but exactly. it's really not. But it's just like a chapter book. Essentially, your life is one big chapter book. And you know, there's always like a the end. And we know that's not coming anytime soon. So there's lots of chapters left. Mm-hmm. And the way I've kind of like learned to look at it is like, that's not what I want. Then that's not something that I need to even look into because law of attraction, if I'm waiting for it, will come. Just sit back, let it be. Don't let it consume you. That's well, like, not... law, of attract- law of attraction and karma, like, I think we can all, I won't speak for, like, every single listener, but, like, I feel like most of us can agree that karma, while it may not be something that you can back up by science, is genuinely a rule of principle to follow because karma, you know, what goes around comes around is found in the way you treat people and the way the people you love the most treat you back is based off of the way you show them love or interact with other strangers. And the same thing can be said about the law of attraction. What goes around comes around because one action will start to spiral you around into all of these little minor reactions. Mm -hmm. For some people, it might work in their favor. But for others, there's a trend of it not working. And that's not to discredit anyone or anything for trying to manifest something or find something unorganically in their life, whether it be a career using like certain AI to help you out or whatever. Those are just resources. But in the reality of it is, is like, don't get so hung up on it. Don't give all of your energy to it. Don't think that that's the end all be all because it might not be and you want to not necessarily lower that standard but create that reality sense for you of knowing that something could change you might find a new interest or find something new for yourself and that also helps you when you get to that transformation or change to be like okay I've already accepted that like I kind of could see that happening you don't ever want to say like I see this happening but I can see that happening and what would I do about it so many good things that we've talked about in this episode for sure and i think change is so scary but like i said at the beginning it is so beautiful and it's just part of life and you have to just learn to accept it and grow from the change growing pains they're called growing pains for a reason you know like oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) we've talked about a lot of varieties of change today whether it's emotional physical or something that you see long term and we truly do hope that you take something away from that whether it be a practice or a belief and mindset um i encourage everyone both of us do encourage everyone to look a little bit into yourself see if there's an attention you'd like to set or a goal you'd like to reach and really do a check-in with yourself to see 
Are you connected? Is this the right moment for you? Is this your time? So definitely let us know on our social media, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. um, What are you currently working on? And if there's anything we can help you with, because like we've said, there's a lot of experiences we've gone through and not all of these are very traditional ways of doing it. But if you have suggestions or know of any experiences that might need some help and guidance, we would love to get in touch and definitely help you out or give you some recommendations of people to follow or hear from make sure to let us know on our instagram at beyond the nine to five pod we also have a linkedin and a tiktok thank you so much for listening to beyond the nine to five and we'll see you here next week